podcast is classified MA15+. It is not suitable for listeners under the age of 15. It contains strong adult themes and violence. SBS True Stories. Stories told by you. Hello. My name is Nikia Louie and this true story is called Late Night in a Car Park. I don't know if I was raped. It was never really a question, even after, only now. Only now do I wonder about the question, not so much the answer. He said I had fuck me eyes, and maybe I did. I wanted to be wanted at least for a moment. I wanted to test some limit, but I didn't even know what there was to test. And as he jammed his fingers so hard into me that my panties ripped and his fingernails cut my insides, I wondered why I'd gotten in that car and if I knew that this would happen. And why did I come? And if this meant I hated myself? And what would my mother think? And if her panties were ever ripped by unwelcome fingers? And as he kept jamming his fingers, he pushed his mouth onto mine, his teeth tearing at the skin of my bottom lip, my mouth filled with the taste of my blood. I tried to push out the word no, but I don't know if it ever came out. It felt like God had taken away my voice. I thought back to the days after school when I would get off the school bus and the kids from the Christian college would yell Abbo and Fatty Boomba and throw their rotten fruit at me out of the window. I never told anyone and I would ignore them and just walk home and eat and eat and watch reruns of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and then i touched touch myself under my uniform trying to work out what felt good. I thought about this as I laid on the back seat and looked up at the stars through the car window with my fuck-me eyes and as he held his hand around my neck and pushed his unprotected cock into me, I wondered if I would get judged from heaven. I tried to moan and pretend to enjoy it but that didn't come either. So instead I stayed silent and focused up on the blackness of the sky and imagined I never existed. That I was air, and he was fucking air, and what if I never existed? He dropped me off, and I walked pantyless to my student accommodation. The air, so cold between my legs, still wet with his spit and bits of blood and cum. And before I opened the door, I looked at the sky one last time and thought to myself, Isn't it hot? How I have fuck me eyes. When I sat in the kitchen and my rich boy flatmate from his rich boy school in his rich boy polo saw me, he asked me what was wrong. And when I laughed and told him about what had just happened, he paused and went quiet and said what just happened was wrong. He told me I was... And I told him no, that he misunderstood, 
And I smiled and laughed. I told him that I had just told him what happened in a way that made it sad. And it wasn't really, not at all, because I had fuck-me eyes. He looked at me with his rich boy eyes. And I saw what he saw. A fat, poor black girl in a dress that was too small, meeting strange boys in the middle of the night. And I raged at him, at the sky, at everything, mainly myself. I raged so hard my head flooded. I sat in the shower with hatred filling up my stomach and I kept raging. I was sick and sick and sick, but the hate never left my stomach and I never mentioned it to myself again. Gradually, the story changed as I wore my promiscuity with a badge of pride. My fuck-me eyes became a joke as I downed shots and told sex stories. Sex became an excuse for a story. Sex became an attempt at honesty. Sex became a subversive revolt against the patriarchy. Sex became a way to not just push limits, but to find them. To find them and go right past them till I couldn't go back. In a way, this is a love story. Without love, I may never have fallen apart. I was close to being a uni dropout when only two short years before I was a girl with the world at her feet. The whole world, a world built for her through love and sacrifice and trauma. As my cousins got taken in and out of foster homes, as family went missing for months at a time, as all the men I knew sat behind bars, as my teenage cousins popped out babies, I was put on a pedestal and touted. I was the chosen one to change the cycle, to make all of our pain worth it. I was like a princess in a house, though. Locked between fibro walls, protected and happy. I would lay in my little room with the dusty lace curtains on the mismatched flannel sheets, reading UFO books picked up at local discount stores during school holidays. Books about people who don't remember huge chunks of their lives or were violated by aliens. In that little room, I touched myself for the first time reading about incest in books by V.C. Andrews. I was kept from the outside world, protected from the outside world, the outside world which punished my family and cursed them for the colour of their skin. And then university came, and all of a sudden I was by myself on my own in the world, propped up on the broken backs of trauma and pain, being told to reach for the stars whilst everyone you love screams around you. As everyone sacrifices everything for you to have everything that you never wanted or asked for. Everyone holding you too tight to breathe because they don't want you to fall. But all you want to do is breathe. So you say nothing. And you run from the stars and you hope hard for the end to come. I'd spent my life waiting for the destruction to come as if everything was teetering on a knife's edge. 
I would get panic attacks at night thinking of black holes. I would cry and cry and cry at the thought of all of my family dying. I'd read the same page for over an hour in a book because sentences that usually made sense meant nothing. It was only when I realised that I could be the doom did I know I could escape it. I could hold the hair up of a life living and pant on the back of the living's neck in sadistic glee. I started to destroy things. In a small way. I started to destroy myself. I let men touch me. I gave them fuck me eyes. I took the big, big world that I was born to rule and I made it small, small, small. I broke it into tiny little pieces, this world like glass. So when I picked the pieces up, they got stuck in my fingers and I bled and I hurt and I finally could breathe because I deserved it. I never looked back. With the pieces of glass caked in my skin, torn and bleeding, I continued to be desperate in my singular, carnal need to keep going, to keep pushing through limits, to just keep breaking. I've still never said the words out loud, until now. The words that I had stopped my rich boy flatmate from once saying. To be a victim would to be a sinner. To ever ask the question, to think the thought. Was I raped? Would be to fall from the stars and break all of the backs of the ones I love around me. I guess I'll never know if I was raped or not or whether I just have fuck me eyes True Stories Season 2 is inspired by the new three-part documentary season Untold Australia It airs over three weeks, starting 8.30pm, Wednesday 13th of April on SBS. Check out www.sbs.com.au forward slash Untold Australia for more details. If you or someone you know needs help, please contact your local crisis support service. If you are in Australia, call Lifeline on 13 11 14. True Stories is an SBS online production. Late Night in a Car Park was written and read by Nakia Louie. Music and sound by James Cecil. Executive producer Kylie Bolton. Producer Megan Gibbon. 
illustrator Bren Luke.